Hey, before we start this episode, just want to remind you that the Fearless Woman's Guide to Starting a Business is available everywhere that you like to buy books, and you can get it in paperback, Kindle, and even as an audiobook. I'll have links on where you can purchase in the podcast notes. Okay, back onto the show. Hello, you are listening to One Broken Mom, a podcast dedicated to raising awareness about mental health, parenting, and self-improvement. I am the host, Ami Quirconi. One Broken Mom is not a family show. It is intended for adults only and may contain adult language. Sometimes the topics are serious, but you can count on the episodes to be entertaining. Also, One Broken Mom is not offering any psychiatric or medical diagnosis. We're just here giving away some information. So if you're ready to hear real talk by real people so that we can all get better together, then you're in the right place and welcome. Today, I have with me a repeat offender. Her name is Jax Anderson and she is the psychotherapist. Jax is a licensed professional counselor who has a clinic in Wisconsin called A Beautiful Journey and she specializes in working with teenagers and their families. Hi Jax, welcome back. Hi Amy, thanks for having me back. I love that you called me a repeat offender. (laughs) (laughs) It feels kind of suitable. It does. It actually does. I can't lie. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jax, today I have you here with me to help dole out some advice to parents regarding bullying. Mm -hmm. Um, Bullying Mm -hmm. is any unwanted aggressive behavior among school-aged children and actually adults even that involves a real or perceived power imbalance, and the behavior is repeated or it has the potential to be repeated over time. And both kids who are bullied and who bully may actually end up with long-lasting serious problems that can span into adulthood. Uh, According to our friends at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services who run a website called StopBullying.gov, it's estimated that about 20% of our kids are being bullied and that less than half of the time they're not telling an adult. Bullying sucks, and it really sucks when it happens to your own kids. And so, Jax, What's a parent's typical response to their teen or tween when they tell them that they're being bullied? Well, a lot of parents get emotional right away, you know, rightfully so. I mean, I can understand that absolutely. It is an emotional thing. And oftentimes they want to fix it, uh, you know, or they want to defend it. They want to report it. Uh, And so teens often will tell me that they, they they don't like to tell their parents they don't like to tell them that they're being bullied because they don't want their parents to get mad and although their parents isn't mad at them it feels that that emotional reaction feels much like you know there's something wrong with them and that they're doing something to get bullied and and Mm -hmm. teens know that reporting it or you know parents fixing it it's not going to work yeah so that's why they oftentimes don't say anything but yeah parents often they just get emotional and want to fix it now, I think one of the things that sometimes, you know, there seems to be like two camps of advice on on what your kids should do about it. One is mm-hmm. ignore it. Just just don't mm-hmm. don't give the bully any attention. Why doesn't that work with a bully? It doesn't work because actually ignoring it gives the bully attention in the ignoring. A bully isn't bullying it's their target for necessarily the target's reaction all the time. They're bullying for the crowd reaction as well. Mm. So if the target of a bully ignores a bully, the bully still gets what they need because the crowd is laughing or responding, reacting to what's going on. 
Plus, ignoring doesn't really teach the target of a bully how to problem solve or how to um, have confidence and, and assert themselves to that bully. So yeah. ignoring, although maybe wise for adults, for sure, here and there, and maybe even for teens in certain situations, long-term, ignoring just doesn't work. But okay. it's what often they're told to do. Right, right. Now, then there's the opposite of that, which is the, you know, the camp, which is, well, just stand up for yourself. You know, I mean, just like mm-hmm. get back at it and, you know, and let them know that you can't be pushed around. And so what are the mm-hmm. problems with then engaging toe-to-toe with a bully? Yeah, the problems with that are that often physical violence can erupt out of that because the bully um, is challenged in a manner in which they recognize this aggression coming back at them. So they just decide to one-up it. And so oftentimes you'll see physical aggression come out of that. On the other hand, you also see these targets of bullies are largely, you know, sad and depressed and anxious. They feel like something's wrong with them that they're being bullied. They're vulnerable, insecure kids. And you're asking them to step up to a level that they don't really, they don't believe that they have that ability to stick up for themselves in that way. So those two things, you know, usually don't end up working either. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I was going to ask you about that. You know, what is the kind of the profile of the favorite target for bullies? I mean, you hit on a few of their others. Are there other kind of aspects Mm -hmm. of that, of that child that ends up being bullied more than others? Yeah. Well, bullies um, tend to seek out kids or, you know, other humans. I mean, because adults deal with this problem all the time too, you know, uh, vulnerable, uh, passive people that appear, maybe they're quiet, maybe they have a disability, um, maybe they they have low self-esteem, and, and bullies are really good at finding those people that have vulnerabilities, that are passive, that have lower self-esteem. Uh, they can also, bullies also target people that are successful mm-hmm. and are doing wonderful things, and they're jealous. Trolls, and right? So they'll target. Yeah, they'll target yeah. Exactly, <laughs> trolls. <geez>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll target them uh, because misery loves company, right? Mm-hmm. So if your kid, and it, you know, like I said, statistically, it, you know, our our kids are probably if they are a target of a bully, they're in the camp that's not saying anything. Um, mm-hmm. What, as a parent, are some of the signs that you should probably be tuned into to make sure that your kid isn't actually the target of a bully and they're just trying to handle it on their own with their friends? Right. Yeah. I think some of the things that you can look for are if your teen, you know, suddenly has is always sick and doesn't want to go to school Mm. or suddenly doesn't want to take the bus to school anymore. Uh, They start withdrawing from friends and activities that they usually engaged in, that they really look forward to engaging in. All of a sudden they don't want to, they don't want to do that anymore. They're isolating in their room. Maybe there's uh, a lot of headaches going on. You notice that they're more stressed out than usual, loss of appetite, uh, just a, a general loss of interest in any daily activities that they really enjoyed before. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they, you notice a decline in their academics suddenly. That's just unlike them. That mm-hmm. usually they do pretty well or they're average or whatever they usually do. Suddenly they're doing worse. Maybe they have nightmares. They're starting to have panic attacks. Um, you know, they're worrying and they're moody. And oftentimes 
especially with teenagers, the, that moodiness and that worry will manifest as anger and irritation. Yeah. Okay. So you're, and then, you know, but, kind of suddenly noticing. Well, so how do you get the kid that doesn't want to talk to you to, to open up and tell you what's really happening? I mean, is, you know, I can imagine sometimes kids feel ashamed that they're being bullied because they kind of may maybe believe some of the garbage that's being thrown in their direction and don't want to open up. I, you know, I mean, so how do you, how do you get your, your kid that's, you know, feeling tortured like that to, to tell you what's up? Absolutely. I think that that needs what you said is very important. And I think parents need to really let that sink in that often kids don't talk about it because they are ashamed. And in some way, shape or form, they feel like what that bully said or what that bully does say that they are what that bully says. So they really start to internalize that stuff and they feel like there is no hope for them because what the bully is saying is true. And again, they don't want to tell their parent because they don't want their parent to report it. They don't want their parent to tell them what to do. They don't want their parent to tell them to ignore them. They don't want the advice. They don't want the fix it stuff. Mm-hmm. What they want is empathy. What they mm-hmm. want is a listening ear. So oftentimes what I'll tell parents to do is, you know, you can even just talk about situations that aren't of your own personal or of your child's just mention I saw in the news the other day that this kid was being bullied and he was told to ignore it and it got worse have you ever witnessed that what do you know about that or are there any kids at your school that are being bullied and what did, what do the teachers or what do the administrators tell you guys to do you know do you and you know So you can find countless examples of cases of teens being bullied on the internet and you bring it up with your teenager, ask them what they would do or ask them what they think about it. And then eventually, if you're, after you ask, you shut your mouth and you listen, eventually your teen will start (laughs) telling you and you'll know if it's coming from a personal experience or not. And it's okay to also ask, have you ever been bullied or have your friends ever been bullied? Mm Mm-hmm. So I, the topic, I mean, there's so many like, uh, kind of emotions around bullying. You know, a lot of people are critical mm-hmm. of schools. They feel like mm-hmm. schools aren't doing enough and, uh, to be able to stop bullying. I know from mm-hmm. my perspective, yeah, I, I mean, I cut teachers and administrators some slack here because yeah. you can take a kid who's a bully in there, kick him out of school and all you're doing is sending him home. And it's quite likely mm-hmm. you're sending him straight into the environment that, you know, that developed him into a bully. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you win in that? You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. you can't. So have you, have you ever like counseled teenagers who themselves were actually the bullies? Um, I have not counseled teenagers who have come to me with that particular problem, identifying it as a problem. But I have counseled plenty of teenagers who have come to me identifying other problems who after some time getting to know them, I suspect that they are a bully. So yes, I have worked with them. And I approach it the same way I just suggested a lot of adults or even teachers or other counselors approach it in talking with teenagers. Bullies are bullies for a reason. There's likely something going on to them that's causing them to want to establish dominance over somebody else. So getting to the meat of the matter of why a bully bullies when you're working with that bully can really help to eliminate how they bully in the future by working on their self-confidence or their trauma, whatever's going on for them. 
Um, how do parents take right. it when they find out their kid might be bullying other kids? Uh, some parents, you know, actually parents, most parents in my experience have taken it really well. Uh, just how can I help them? What can I do? Uh, most parents that I've worked with don't like it that their kid is a bully and, and they would like their kid to stop. Uh, so, you know, it's actually been really warmly received when I talk to parents about it and I, you know, talk to them about implementing a strategy to help their child not be a bully. What do you find actually kind of are the sources for why kids choose to bully when you're working with them and stuff like that? Sure. They're often, you know, lacking self-confidence, maybe because a trauma happened to them, maybe because they're being bullied, they're being hurt, maybe at home. Mm-hmm. by a parent, a guardian, another sibling, or a babysitter. They're being hurt by a teacher or an administrator. And that's not to say that all teachers or administrators or babysitters hurt. This is just stuff that happens. You right. know? So te- they'll tell me, you know, usually something like that is going on. Or, you know, and sometimes, I mean, sometimes somebody's just an asshole. And they're a bully. <laughs> you know? Right, right. yeah, right. <laughs> so there's not always, like something major going on sometimes people just do it because they've learned that that is how they feel better about themselves by being an asshole and so then we just work on what are some other ways you can feel good about yourself without (laughs) having to put other people down (laughs) well and I you know one of the things that just really really just gets under my skin is when you see on social media you know Facebook and these parents uh, sharing their videos of shaming their children um, that yeah. in particular were being, you know, bullies or, you know, being mean to another girl and cutting her hair off or making some kid do something. And I'll tell you what, my heart breaks when I see that kind of mm-hmm. stuff because I'm sitting here going, that kid is like that because you're a complete asshole of a parent, you know, mm-hmm. and the parent wants to be rewarded for doing this. And I'm just like, no, I mean, so mm-hmm. to me, it's like, you don't shame your kid if they've done something wrong. Like you're just, you're perpetuating all of that. And, I mean, I just, like I said, that's a, that's a sore spot for me because I can just see that poor tortured child who, you know, is out there in school taking it out on like my daughter, my son or their friends or whatever. And, you know, their life at home is just chaos. And I just, you know, right? yeah, you know, so exactly. I mean, if we really want to attack the bullying issue, we start with making, we start with helping adults not be bullies to one another mm-hmm. or our kids, like what you just said in that example, because kids are watching us. We're all products of our environment. So, you know, we grow up, you know, watching how our parents handle things or the adults in our lives handle things. And if the adults in our lives are bullies and assholes, well, is it very surprising that their kid ends up being a bully? Right, right. No, but you know what they, again, as we've talked about in the other episode, you know, everybody thinks everybody's brain comes out of the box that way. And right. uh, their kid is just, you know, what it, what, that's how the kid was born. And so they, you know, mm-hmm. parents, some parents just don't feel they have no obligation into having created that, you know. And mm-hmm. so it's like, no, that's kind of like, that's not true. Like, you know, there is an yeah. experience. Maybe yeah. you didn't mean to, right? I mean, not everybody mm-hmm. wants to yeah. develop their child into a dick, but, you know, sometimes we yeah. have to be able to say, well, yeah, whoops, you know, I might have messed up here. Yeah. Um, I, I know this is this is totally off topic with this, but yeah, you know, and I, I I talk to my kids about Justin Bieber, you know, and the fact that that poor kid 
was being bullied by adults since he was like, I mean, a child, you know, people making fun of his haircut, making fun of him for, you know, being a pop artist and stuff. And I just was sitting here going, you know, today you, they sit there and judge him as an adult for some of his behavior. And it's just like, well, he's been in the public eye, which is one thing, but then he's also been the, the object of ridicule by adults. And I don't think that adults get that, you know, that they have that much power over a kid and their self-esteem and that it, you know, letting that kind of crap go on, is just, it, it doesn't end well, you know, I mean, it, it, mm-hmm. it turns into something and you're, you know, pushing these kids and down the path. Like I said, I know Justin Bieber wasn't the topic, but I'm a Bieber mm-hmm. fan for that reason. I wish that <laughs> poor boy had had a better life, you know, and I don't judge him for whatever crazy stuff he does now. So, um, exactly. <laughs> I know random. So <laughs> no, it's uh, okay. It makes sense. So is there a way to bully proof your teenager? Um, I don't know if I would say bully proof because we don't control what a bully does or says. Like, you know, we can't really like control what us, whether how other people are going to respond to us or what they're going to say or do to us. But you can arm your kid with a tool that works to manage a bully. Mm-hmm. And as far as something that works rather than telling them to ignore, you know, the bully or tell an adult or tell the bully how you feel about what they're doing and they'll stop or, mm-hmm. you know, that's just part of life, Junior. You're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. So those are commonly what adults will tell kids in how to manage a bully, but uh, don't really work at all long term. So there are, I mean, I've developed the way that I think works great to manage a bully and I've stuck with it for a long time because everybody I teach it to has success. But you know, as far as bully proof, that bully, bullying is not going to go away and we don't control what other people do, but you can respond. Okay. Well, yeah. Bully will move on. So when you talk about a, a target for a bully being a kid with like low self-esteem or low self-confidence and stuff like that, there, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't just suddenly tell your kid to turn a switch on and to change that about them. Right. Um, right. And, because that might just be there. I mean, there's also pieces where being passive may not necessarily mean a, a sign of low self-esteem. It just may mean that the kid's mm-hmm. a little bit more introspective, you know, rather than, mm-hmm. than outgoing. So your strategy that you have for diffusing bullies is something that you call sarcasm and confusion. And I watched the videos on your website and they're hilarious. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, Tell me a little bit about this program or this this process that you've developed that you found actually works mm-hmm. pretty successfully for our kids to, you know, maybe teach our kids on how to do. Yeah, absolutely. So the reason why I came up with sarcasm and confusion is because, number one, I love sarcasm. It's like <laughs> my patronus. I love sarcasm. <laughs> so, you know, when when used for good, okay? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like used for evil. <laughs> So, so, and that's what I always tell teens when I teach them this. I say, listen, I'm going to teach you a method that really works to manage your bully, but I'm going to warn you, although you'll be tempted, I do not think it's wise for you to start using sarcasm and confusion for the dark side. So mm-hmm. be very careful <laughs> because it's going to make you feel very empowered. It's going to work. So basically, bullies, when they bully, bullies prepare for an attack. Okay. They don't prepare for a battle. They don't expect nor do they want their target. And I always say target because I I don't like to use the word victim. Mm -hmm. They don't expect their target to come back with anything other than, you know, crying, uh, running away, hanging their head. You know, that's what they want. So when a bully prepares to, you know, say something to their target, they're preparing for that attack. They get what they need, power and control. They have established dominance and then they move on. 
They don't prepare for battle. So what I teach kids to do is I teach them to be sarcastic. I teach them to give some responses to that bully to maximize the confusion. That's why it's called sarcasm and confusion. Sarcasm to confuse. And if a bully is now confronted with a battle, they're not going to know what they, what to do because mm-hmm. like they most of the time aren't going to know what to do. Sometimes you have some very quick witted bullies, <laughs> but most of the time a bully is just prepared for the attack. They're not going to really know how to respond to something very confusing coming from their target. And when a bully doesn't get what they need from their target anymore, they move on. So uh, what are some examples of uh, the situation that, you know, your kid can, if they encounter, um, and, and what, uh, you know, what sarcasm and confusion looks like in action? You know, you can check them out on the website. Like you said, I, I have a lot of videos, and I do on my Facebook page oftentimes do videos about this as well. On my YouTube channel, there's videos about it. My favorite, favorite, favorite response, the first one that I ever came up with was, no matter what a bully says to you, It doesn't matter what they say. You respond with two words. And I try to keep my responses very simple, very short, because that's, you know, much easier to understand for a target of a bully in the moment. Simple Mm -hmm. is better. So I just teach them to respond with a sarcastic, you're welcome, no matter (laughs) what a bully says. And it's supposed to not make sense. So, like, if your bully says, um, don't you think your pants are a little too tight today? You turn around and you go, you're welcome, and turn around and walk away. Because the bully doesn't, they don't expect that. They don't expect the sarcasm. They certainly don't expect you're welcome. And then they're not going to know what to say. And in that moment that they flinch and they're silent because they're like, ooh, didn't expect that, you walk away like mm-hmm. a boss. And sometimes I tell teens, you know what? While you're walking away, fart a little bit. Fart <laughs> if you walk away. Leave some spank behind. You know? <laughs> a little dragon tail to go with it, right? Yes, perfect. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, so bullying face-to-face, you know, great. But what happens when it's cyberbullying? What happens when it's Snapchat, you know, stuff mm-hmm. that some kid is sending off to your daughter or your son? It, you know, how, do, how does sarcasm mm-hmm. and confusion get applied in the in the cyber world? It works the same way. I, I was actually, it, this is a really funny story if you don't mind me oh, sharing. Sure. Yeah. Um, last fall, I was doing a live broadcast on my Facebook page and I had mentioned in the beginning of the live broadcast, boy, it's early in the morning. I usually don't go live this early. <laughs> and while I did the, and I was actually talking about sarcasm and confusion. How do you sarcasm and confusion to manage a bully? That's what I was doing this live broadcast on. Nobody watched it while I was live. But about six hours later, <laughs> this person, I don't know who this person is, he just, you know, landed on my Facebook page and he commented, yes, you shouldn't go live this early. You look like shit. Oh, and I saw that. Thank you. So, okay. Trolls. Yeah, right. Bullying, right. Okay. Yeah. So, so I was like, okay, interesting that he didn't read the description of the video at all. <laughs> and he also obviously didn't watch it because you know he's uh, anyway right so I took one look at that and I like got really excited because I was like holy shit I just wondered this morning would your welcome work to manage a bully on cyberbullying thank you Kevin for this opportunity to test it out so I responded to him saying you're welcome 
<laughs> to which he literally, you can go back in my Facebook page and you can find this video, to which he literally said, Ami, he said, uh, I'm not sure what you mean by that. I'm confused or something like that. I'm like, oh, my God, you, this is like social media gold right here. Right, you right. literally just stated what I was trying to accomplish by saying a sarcastic, you're welcome to. Yeah, you're like, so like I'm filing for patents now. <laughs> oh, my God. So, like, it went on and on. To the point where I actually sent him a personal message thanking him because he has no idea how many teenagers that he helped that day by hating on me on that <laughs> Facebook Live broadcast. So oh. when people ask me, does your welcome work in the cyber world? Absolutely. Especially with Snapchat, when you can literally videotape yourself going, <laughs> you're welcome, and then right. you send it to them. Yeah. Like, yes it works cool <laughs> that's gold don't you love that when the universe just drops that in your lap <laughs> it like, was I so beautiful it up. <laughs> i know and i had so many people like messaging me like my other <laughs> colleagues you know who know what i do and they're messaging me and they're like i can't believe that kevin how dare he and i'm like wait hold on this is yeah. awesome yeah we have now the opportunity to see if it's gonna work yeah <laughs> Yeah. Now you've done this, you've gone into schools, haven't you? And like helped administrators be able to share this with, because you know, if the, if they see the bullying, like they're the front line, right. To our kids Mm -hmm. and probably Mm -hmm. encounter our kids being bullied in the hallways more. And and then that, you know, then Mm -hmm. that kid doesn't come home and tell us. So, um, this is something that you have actually been able to do with outreach with, um, educators and stuff like that. Right. I would love to be able to get into the schools to teach teachers and admin this. I have not been able to do that on an official basis yet in my community, but I would absolutely love that. What ends up happening, because teachers and administrators are just as frustrated about bullying as parents are, mm-hmm. is they come to me individually mm-hmm. and or they download my, you know, program, the workbook that comes with my program and they use it or they, you know, consult with me and have, you know, ask me questions and, or they have their own kids that are being bullied. Mm -hmm. So that's how, you know, through the teachers and admin that way, I think I've been able to teach, you know, through them, other kids, how to use sarcasm and confusion. But yeah, I would love to be able to go into the schools and have meetings with these teachers and admin and do some fun sarcasm and confusion role playing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you know, and like you just said this, you know, teachers are just as frustrated. You know, you see a lot of parents get really upset and pissed because their school's not doing enough. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, and, you know, they have a right to be upset. I mean, you know, geez, it's not, it's one of the last things we want to do is send our kid off into an environment and know that they're, you know, that they are being like tortured and picked on and stuff like that. I mean, that's another one of those heartbreaking moments that we have. And we count on, Mm -hmm. you know, the school to kind of put their arms around our kids and, and be that safety for them. But again, teachers are just as frustrated by it because, you know, it's, it's deeper than just this one-off interaction in the hallway. It goes down. You got to get to that kid and you got to help that kid. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that as a culture, we love to judge and generate all of our opinions, post them on Facebook, um, but don't (laughs) want to take the time to understand why a person or an adult behaves the way that they do. And I know that when my daughter comes in and, you know, just yesterday, she went on this complete rant uh, one of her classmates who just all of a sudden unfriended everybody and, you know, started trash talking everyone. And, you know, I, I, I listen and I let her, I let her do what she needs to do. And then, you know, every mm-hmm. time I ask like, well, do you know what their home life is like? I mean, it's a hundred percent chaos every single time it is mom's mm-hmm. drug addict and left or dad's abusive. Or, I mean, there's just something going on in there. And so, you know, when the, the topic of bullying to me is a great opportunity for parents to, to begin to teach their kids empathy 
but that might not mm-hmm. be very easy to do. Um, do you have tips on how a parent can can develop empathy in their kids so so that they don't become tempted to use something like sarcasm and confusion to be a dick to their classmates? But you know, actually. Mm-hmm. Because I get boundaries are important. That's what I tell my daughter. It's like, I'm not telling you this because I want you to forgive them or to tolerate it or to, you know, uh, you know, just excuse the behavior. You're entitled to setting a safety zone around you that excludes that. I just don't want you to to hate this person, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and I want you to understand it. So what are ways parents can use these moments to teach that that very necessary life skill of empathy? Because we all know bullies are they grow up in, you know we'll have them as in our adult life too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually have empathy is one of the six mental health skills that I teach for preparing your teenager for middle school or high school. And it's, I have a whole workbook on it that you can get off my website. You can download it. And empathy is one of those things that we're not, we're born with the capacity for empathy, but we, it needs to be nurtured. It needs to be taught and it needs to be practiced. So one of the things that parents can do is just exactly what you did is just say, listen to your teenager, validate them that that's frustrating. I bet that is confusing that all of a sudden they just, you know, eliminated everybody from their social media and then started talking shit about everybody. I bet that's very frustrating and it's not fair. I wonder what are some reasons that this person might be acting out that way? Is anything awful happening to them? You know, what are they going through? you know, what's going on in their personal life. And that immediately starts to encourage that empathy bone, mm. you know, in our body to start thinking about, oh, yeah, what, well, geez, yeah, they could be just reacting to something that's going on in their life. Maybe they're feeling bad. Maybe they're, they're asking for help, but they don't really know how to ask for help, or they really don't know that they even need help at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that even talking about, again, scenarios, you can find bullying scenarios on the internet, Every single day, just mm-hmm. talk about those scenarios. Like, what this person did this. I wonder what are some reasons. What what could be going on in their lives that they feel so much pain that they would engage in this behavior? And that just you know, every time you have a conversation with your teenager, just talking about uh, things like that really practices that empathy to the point where eventually they start thinking about that stuff on their own. And even though you're right, they shouldn't uh, have to allow bullies to attack them, they should be able to have their safe space and assert themselves and not, and not let that happen to them if they choose not to, you know, but they don't even have to engage with that person anymore if they don't want to, but to just in their heads know that, okay, this person's going through a tough time and I feel bad for them, but I'm choosing not to engage to protect myself. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah, totally. I I agree. And I think that that's something that kids want to help each other or they, you know, they can get themselves kind of wrapped up into the drama. And, and you're, you're right. You kind of need to witness it. And, you know, because it's oxygen mask on you first, make sure that you're in a good yeah. space. So, um, okay. Mm-hmm. So how do our parents that are listening to this learn and find out more about sarcasm and confusion? Well, they can learn more about sarcasm and confusion by going to my website. I have a tab on my website dedicated to sarcasm and confusion and explains about it, explains about your welcome and the the different, the other different responses that I have on there. And there's videos and my website is www.psychotherapist.com and head over to that tab. There's also in the uh, resources on the resources tab on my website, there's a whole workbook that you can download to that takes you through step by step, 
you know, everything that we basically talked about today, understanding bullying, how to check in with your team to see if they're being bullied, and then how to use sarcasm and confusion. There's a bit of brain development in there to understand, you know, what the teens are going through at that time and why bullying is, is so detrimental to them. Yeah. Cool. Well, Jax, I love talking to you. So, and I know we're going to do this again and probably keep doing this because this is a lot of fun. I know. Awesome. Um, and I, this is a, this is a great, like a great topic. Um, like I said, and it's not just a teen thing. It's going to be, unfortunately, we run in and bump into assholes throughout our life. And so getting your kids to a place where they can actually, you know, start to learn some skill sets that, you know, sadly, I wish we could protect everybody from it, but you know, we, we can't, it's out there and stuff. Um, and so I think it's amazing that you've got something that's really, that's really cool. I, I will tell everybody I've watched the videos that Jax does. They're hilarious. So, you know, go into <laughs> it and, and have a good time. And then, um, again, this is an adult version of the, um, of the show, but you can uh, take this away and then use Jax as the resource to have a teen friendly conversation with your kids and hopefully be able to, um, to get them, uh, get them that adult and training that we want for them and to be a, a better human being. So Jax, I hope you have a great day. Again, thank you so much for being on One Broken Mom. And I'm looking thank forward. You. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to doing this again real soon. Absolutely. I am as well. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for listening to One Broken Mom. You can find podcast notes on my website at amiquiracone.com. And there I'll provide all links to all of the resources that we mentioned on the episode. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for other episodes, feel free to send me an email. And if you are interested in sponsoring the show, I'd love to have you be a part of the team. Finally, if you like what you hear, please share the podcast and leave a review so that others can find it. We are all here to get better together. I am the host, Ami Quirconi, and as always, I am super grateful to have you as a listener. Until next time, have a great day.